I can't believe there are people in this world that do not like this movie. And I don't like those people. <laughs> Simply, you just didn't, you watched it with like two eyes closed. Like that's what happened. Two eyes closed. Literally. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number five of Dial M for Movies. Yay. I'm Khadija and I'm joined by my insanely witty and lovely co-host, Olivia. <laughs> I'll get you next week. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, this week's episode is something very special to us. Uh, we're doing a deep dive into a movie we discussed in our first episode as it appeared in both of our top five movies of 2023 it sat at number three for me and it was olivia's number one and that is none other than molly manning walker's brilliant debut how to have sex but before we jump into it i want to mention that we post regularly on instagram and tiktok so check out our page at dial m for movies pod the four being the number not the word and if you could also rate us five stars on spotify we'll be the happiest girls on the planet Please, please, please and thank you. Okay, so I'm going to turn it over to Olivia. How's your week? What have you been watching? Oh, I had a good week of new releases, mostly new releases. It was oh, good. It was good. Good and fun. Um, so the first thing I watched was with my roommates, and we rewatched. It was a rewatch for me, first watch for them. Of uh, please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain, um, which is no. <laughs> a comedy. <laughs> movie i think it came out on prime like it was a prime original please don't destroy our is like a snl troupe they do yeah. like digital skits on snl every week it's made up of three guys did they um, form on snl i think they existed prior but then they got hired as like a collective on uh, snl okay okay um and so they do a lot of the digital shorts mm -hmm. um they are so funny <laughs> i love them <laughs> Apparently, they're kind of like Nepo babies. Um, like, they? I think their parents, or at least one or two of them, have parents who work in comedy or the, the industry. Mm. But, like, I don't even care. I love them so much. I think they're so <laughs> funny. Um, and this movie is so dumb and stupid, and I love it. And it has, like, Bo and Yang in it and a couple other people from SNL. Um, and it's just, like, a good time. My roommates were cackling, and I would recommend it to anyone if you're looking for, like, a fun comedy for your next movie night. Next thing was the new DreamWorks animation uh, that went straight to Netflix called Orion and the Dark. It was so cute. I thought it was super sweet. It's like very obviously a result of movies like Inside Out and Soul where like concepts are personified and like teach you a lesson. <laughs> um, and it's about this kid who's like afraid of the dark and then the dark comes and he's like a nice guy and teaches him. The dark is a person. Like it's like personified of like a guy oh. in like a big cape. And he teaches him that you don't need to be afraid of the dark and, like, how beautiful the nighttime is. <laughs> um, and then there's, like, other personified concepts, like, quiet is also a character. And, like, unexplained noise is also a character. And dreams and things like that. So it's, like, all the things that make the night possible. It was very sweet. I enjoyed it a lot. It was so randomly written by Charlie Kaufman, which makes no sense. <laughs> The, what, um, the the same guy that did um, adaptation and uh, being John Malkovich and what's that one it? movie with, with Jesse Buckley? Yeah, um, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, yeah, he did that one too. Crazy. And then he wrote this random children's movie. So, but That's I like range. It. That's real range. It truly is. <laughs> um, but I was a big fan and I did cry again. Um, during work. Oh, stop. <laughs> 
Next, I watched The Beekeeper, directed by David Ayer. Um, yeah. Action film with Jason Statham, classic. And I had fun, but it was a bit boring. I oh, mostly no. watched it because of Josh Hutcherson, who was like the whiny rich boy villain. Oh. He looked so hot. So hot. No so hot. Like, I am a PETA malark girl for life. <laughs> and he was blonde in this. And he's blonde in the Hunger Games. Going and back I to his him, roots. Literally. And like, I'll watch anything if he's in it. He's so cute and hot. And I love him. My main like problem with it, though, is that like Jason Statham never gets hurt. Like, he's fighting like between two guys and like 12 military <laughs> men. And he's like not getting a scratch. Yeah. He's yeah. like, fighting them off no weapons only fists and his just like unwillingness to take a beating really like takes you out of the illusion yeah that's the vin diesel effect action movies are so bad they are although i've not seen um mission impossible dead reckoning have you seen that god yes i really really liked it honestly like as you go through the mission impossible movies they do they do get better Mm -hmm. um Number one was okay. Number two was a shit show. Yeah, I didn't like I number two. I hated it. Three was fine. Four, five, six is when it really starts to pick up. I think Dead Reckoning Part One is the best so far. Okay. Yeah. I've only seen the first two. Oh my god, you haven't seen the one with like Henry Cavill and no, I've never seen any of the more recent ones. Like I just watched the first one like last year. Whoa, get into it. I will get into it. Like, I want to get into it. But, like, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Simon Pegg was my second most watched. And I was like, why? Oh. And it was because oh, I watched Shaun of, of the Dead and then Mission Impossible. And then I, I was see. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, this like... was in mine. Was my top watch. <laughs> of the Spider-Man movies. As you and then, should. And then Gonzo Girl. Oh, of course. Um, uh, the second last thing I watched was Lisa Frankenstein, which just released. New film directed by Zelda Williams, written by legend Diablo Cody. Yes. How was uh, it? So good. Like, I loved it. It was so funny. It was like super fun, kind of campy romance horror mm. with a gorgeous goth version of Catherine Newton and zombie 18th century Cole Sprouse. And let me tell you, like, I never doubted Cole Sprouse except all the times that I did. Um, <laughs> really like i thought this film was so campy and fun and silly i had such a fun time and i would implore others to see it as well oh yeah absolutely very much for the girls who grew up with trauma and then made it their personality and i live for that oh my god it's life yeah it's like very absurdist and like stupid but the girls that get it they get it and then earlier today i watched upgraded which is a new rom-com on prime um with other Riverdale star Camilla Mendes <laughs> and um, the love of my life, Archie Renault. Yes. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I love him. I love Shadow and Bone, and he's so good in Shadow and Bone, and he's so good at this. I like he he's my rising star. I live for him. Um, I also watched Upgraded. Oh, super cute movie. It was so sweet. But I have an issue. With it being labeled as a rom-com. There was so little rom. It was stress. I was stressed the entire time. Same, same, same. For her, I was like, girl, you're lying to your bosses. (laughs) You're lying to your man's mom. You're lying to your man. It's going to get messy. Yeah. It just was not fun. But the romance was cute. It ate whenever they were together. But I hated how, like, they 
they squish their like the majority of their romance into this like montage of them just yeah, making out kissing. in every place <laughs> all London. over London. Like <laughs> I was I was like, okay, go girl, it was nothing. Like it, yeah, like, yeah. So there wasn't enough built on that, like their actual I don't know relationship, and Agreed. the ending also felt very rushed to me, which is like. Agreed. I'm not really with that. Also, Marissa Tomei said, I'll be Edna Mode from Incredibles. Let's run. Let's run with it. Like, let's like start the camera. Like, she came to life. It was so weird. She, like, that accent was something. Do not know what she was trying to do. For sure. (laughs) But also, let's talk about the director being Carlson Young, AKA Brooke from Scream. I looked that up after. I was like, okay, female director, slay. I mean, I didn't know she was a filmmaker. This is, I was like shocked. She did a really good job. She did do a good job. Like the characters felt fleshed out. Like I enjoyed a lot of the directorial choices she made. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like there was so little ROM and I needed more ROM because it was Archie. I-, I know. It was so much girl boss. I was like, girl, <laughs> I'm tired of the girl boss. Stop that moment when he was like, oh, you're killing me to her. I, oh my God, I literally, I was about to faint. It was so serious to me. He's so good. I was giggling. I was giggling, kicking my feet. I love him so much. I was so stressed the entire time. I was like, you, we couldn't even, me and my roommate were watching it. And we were like, we can't even look at the screen. Like, we're too stressed. Like, I can't deal with how much he's lying and how much yeah. he's going to bite her in the ass. And then it didn't even really, it was like, oh, I was actually acting. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, I'm just going to start saying that I'm acting every time I lie. <laughs> Like, I wasn't lying. I was just acting. No, that mom is such a MILF, though. So She was giving Victoria her. Beckham, and she I was. loved it. She was so cool. Yeah. Um, And then I've been watching Game of Thrones, uh, and I finished <laughs> season three, so I had the Red Wedding. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about it. <laughs> Rob! 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 Rob. You'll be missed. Rob and Catelyn and his girl... Pregnant. Pregnant. Pregnant with little baby Ned. Oh, I can't yeah. believe I did that literally minutes, minutes before. Bro. And then hold on. That scene where they're parading Rob around his dead body. And like there's a, what was it? A, a wolf's head? A wolf's head. I think it was the dire wolf that they killed. That was so sickening. And Arya just watching that. Right being in like, front of Arya. That is my family. Like, that's my actual brother. And then bitch-ass Joffrey was like, I'm going to serve his head to Sansa at our wedding. I I actually hate you so much. Anyway, some crazy stuff happened. It was wild. I'm excited to get into season four. Oh, love this for you. So... How to Have Sex, like I said, is Molly Manning Walker's debut. She was previously, or still is, a director of photography. She did the cinematography for uh, Scrapper. So this follows three British 16-year-old girls, Tara, Sky, and M, who go on a rites of passage holiday to Malia, Greece, where they go drinking, clubbing, and of course, hooking up in what should be the best summer of their lives. So... I want to get your thoughts on uh, this movie um, and yeah, and how you felt about it, I guess, overall. Yeah. Um, so after re-watching it last night, I can say for absolute certain and with full confidence that this was definitely my favorite movie of 2023. Like, it's just too good. 
Um, I saw a quote, I was looking looking earlier today, and I saw a quote on Letterboxd that was quoting Jenny Zhang, who's an American writer and poet, and mm-hmm. it was like a review of this movie, and was, the quote was, I'm going to read it. Girlhood is a story of desire, innocence, fall from innocence, being desired, being not desired, being desired by the wrong people, by dangerous people, by the right people, by excitingly dangerous people. And I was like, dang, <laughs> work that quote. Oh, she got it. I was like, I just think that fits this story so well because of how innocent Tara feels in so many of the scenes. And I think teens and especially teen girls are always wanting to feel older and like more mature. And even mm-hmm. in this movie, like the, basically the first thing they say when they meet this secondary group of people is like, what age are we going to tell them that we are? That we are like, we can't tell them our actual age. We need to come up older. But, like, so much of that teenage innocence kind of comes off across Tara's face during so many of the scenes. Like, she's so visibly scared and hurt and nervous and, like, doesn't know how things work. And it is scary. And I just can't get over how little that Mia McKenna Bruce has done prior to this. (laughs) Because she's so good. Like It's her first time leading a movie. It's unbelievable how good she is in this. You know what? I think this movie was waiting for her. Literally, like, there's Agreed. no other person that could have played Tara the way she did. It's incredible, to be honest. Yeah. I am blown away by her in this film, her dialogue, her ex- expressions. I just cannot get over it. I love this movie. I think it's five stars no matter what. And I think it's important for people to see it. And I, But I also think you should just see it because it's a good fucking movie. So good. Yeah, it is so funny. It is yeah. so, it's it's exciting, but it's also like devastating and eye opening, and mm-hmm. lots of important dialogues are are had. Yep, about this movie. Honestly, put it in the schools. Put it in the schools. <laughs> put it in the school. Load it um, up. Load it, it, load it up. Okay, so let's start with with how this movie opens up because I think it's so telling of the kind of movie this is. Um, mm-hmm. The girls arrive in the early early morning like it's pitch black when they arrive to malia and they head straight to the beach where it's freezing and they jump into the water and they're having this like really girly moment and i love it mm-hmm. they're splashing themselves in the water and they're hugging and it's like that immediately put a smile on my face i'm like that's yeah that's girlhood just girls like enjoying each other's company yeah and it comes across in a few other scenes where they're like getting ready or something like that but I don't think it's very noticeable. It's not as noticeable as this first scene when they're all just like together smiling, saying like, this is going to be the best holiday of our lives. Like this is the time I'm enjoying my friend's company. Like you guys are my best fucking friends. Yeah. Because like moving forward, it's like we're never like we're never going to get laid if it's just the three of us hanging out. Yeah. Like that's kind of the shift in dynamics, like moving forward from this first scene mm-hmm. um like at least sky kind of shifts that dynamic to be like well it can't just be the three of us like this is a trip for hooking up yeah exactly that night the three of them go out and they get wasted yeah and there's like this really cute karaoke scene where it's super funny tara's just like singing at the top Scott's of her lungs screaming. <laughs> like, not even on tune doesn't even care either like yeah. it's so funny um and then I I noticed that when 
and was like, oh, I'm going to be sick. And she like bolts straight to the washroom. Tara's the one that like runs after her. Yeah. Sky takes the mic and then starts singing for a bit. And they're just like, oh, can I get more, like, can I get more shots? I'm like, girl, like your <laughs> friend, her head is in the toilet right now. Yeah. And you're out here trying to order more shots. Like, I feel like that was the first look into the type of person she is, type of friend she is. Yeah. Um, Very unaware of anyone but herself. Yeah, for sure. And you can see the dynamic between M and Tara and Sky and Tara and Sky and M, like so vastly different when it's just the two of them. Yes. Like M and Tara are like constantly checking in. They're like, are you okay? Like I can, like, are you good? Like, do you need something? Um, Like, and then when she runs into the bathroom, she's like, oh my God, she's actually being sick. Like I have to go. Yeah, and I love that scene where, like, she's, like, looking. She's not even looking at her because her head's in the toilet, like I said, M. Yeah. And she's, like, still trying to, like, grasp for Tara's hand just for support. And Tara's, like, no, I'm here. Like, I got you. And I'm, like, there's something so innocent about, like, female friendships. I love it. Yeah. The next day, enter three new characters. But Tara's on the uh, balcony doing her makeup. Mm-hmm. Olivia, please explain to the listeners who Badger is, what he looks like, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I don't want to explain what he looks like. Um, so we meet a new character, Badger, standing on the patio balcony thing. And he starts off by going, a smoke show or something like that. It's like, that um, was really good. I do not, I th- he, sister from the north. I think that's Liverpool, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, sexy. Yes. Hey, sexy. Hey, hey, smoke show. Um, <laughs> and he starts, and She's giggling, smiling, having a good little time, but not interacting yet. Badger, how can I explain him? His essence. Um, <laughs> in, I can't even, like in American terms, he would kind of looks like white trash. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like okay. he has like dyed, very poorly dyed blonde hair. Where it's like very noticeably brown underneath. Yeah, his roots are showing. Untoned blonde dye. He has a kissy lip tattoo. A fat one. Fat kissy lips that say, I think it's hot legends. Hot legends underneath. Uh, Then he has Badger, which is his nickname. You don't actually ever learn his real name, I don't think. No. Um, Badger tattooed on his stomach with a little arrow pointing down. Mm Mm-hmm. He is, he has a very nice smile, very cute smile, looks very happy. He is the love of my life. Uh, Bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they start hanging out. Like they're like, you should come over for pre's tonight Mm -hmm. um, to the group. And she she asks the girls, they go over to their house and chaos ensues. I actually really liked it where they're all on the uh they're all on their balcony now. Yeah. And Rover <laughs> starts playing the Joel Corey remix and it's all of them just like taking turns being in the center with yeah. their flashlights on, like going crazy, <laughs> having a great time. Yeah. Until Sky ruins it. Sky she simply had did. to ruin it. She notices Tara and Badger have a moment where they're like laughing over this terrible dad joke that Badger made. And the villainous eyes come out. Yeah. And then she immediately makes a never have I ever joke. And she's like, never ever ever had sex. And Patty's like, oh, come off it. We're not 12. And they all take a shot. And 12? 
I know. Are like, you okay? What? <laughs> I'm like, damn, you are a fast one, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and obviously Tara takes a drink because she wasn't going to not take a drink and not get, yeah. get called out in that moment. But that obviously rubbed her the wrong way. And so she goes off and and to the washroom where I feel like is her safe space. And you can tell sure. that it is her being alone and looking at her in the mirror and like checking in with herself. That happens quite a few times, actually, in this Many movie. times. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of just like her recollecting her thoughts and coming back to herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Sky and Trump sounds like, oh, my God, I was just joking about that. And she's like, well, then why would you bring it up? He's like, she's like, oh, because it's funny. And I'm like, to whom? Literally, it's like the first of many times Sky goes, oh, my God, I was joking. Like, I counted. She said it four times. Bitches. Once once to M, three times to Tara. Nothing that she said was actually a joke and was funny. I think she only says the truth and what she really means to these girls and then mm-hmm. follows up with, I'm joking to soften the blow. But it's like, girl, with you, I, I don't think there is many jokes. We also meet two other characters. Um, Badger's friends, Patty and Paige. And Paige is like this clearly gay, like butch lesbian. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Patty's like this really obviously straight man. Yeah. And I think we talked about it, but it's it's the, the friendship group is really unique. Yeah. As in, you would not catch that here in North America, I don't think. I have never seen that. I have never <laughs> seen Two very verbally straight men who are close friends. Close enough friends that you would go on a vacation with a bush lesbian. Mm-hmm. Not that there's, like, literally nothing wrong. And honestly, I, like, I wish that more friend groups were like that. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I'm just, like, surprised that that's a thing. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, so enter those two new characters as well. And they're all on the balcony. And, and then they go out and they have a great time. And... Badger and Tara are like together taking shots or whatever. They're, they very yeah. much like you can tell they've started a, a connection of sorts. While they're out, it's kind of quite noticeable that Sky is jealous of Badger and Tara whenever they're like kind of, they're not like they're flirty, um, like they're quite touchy. Like they, he'll put his arms around her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Sky is like very noticeably jealous and insinuates how fit. Patty is to Tara saying you should definitely do it with Patty. You should definitely get with Patty, not yeah. Badger. You could do better than Badger. Like that is such a nasty thing to do. Like nasty babes. Like I'm not down. No. Like I cannot. Like and it's so obvious like the chemistry between Tara and Badger is the entire film, but yeah. it's so good. Ultimately better than whatever Sky could ever muster with Badger. Yeah. Oh my god, also there's that scene where <laughs> during the uh crush event, uh the pool party, they're they play a few games, a few risque games. Yes. That you would not see anywhere else. Um where Badger gets pulled up on stage and has to like get hard. Get hard in, in front of everyone. I've never <laughs> Is like, that a thing? Such, I think it is. <laughs> like it's like- such but there's a girl like kneeling in front of him. Is she actually blowing? Oh him? no, she's fully blowing him in public. Hmm. Hmm. In okay. this day and age, where there are cell phones, and those cell phones have cameras, 
like yeah i'm gonna blow this man in public yeah cool. uh-huh and so there's like these three girls on him covering his privates of course but still trying to get him hard and there's a competition between which guy can get hard the, the fastest and Kara was about to she was like oh let's do it and then she realized what the actual the game was yeah. yeah and she was like i think I i'm good <laughs> <laughs> well and then there's another very obvious point where like she is not comfortable with that with she's any of very this. she's looking at it and she's like this is like a whole new world to me yeah like i don't enjoy this like i don't feel comfortable here and that's mm-hmm. kind of when she starts retreating back out of the crowd yeah to kind of escape that she does not feel comfortable in that situation at all it's so noticeable mm-hmm. she finally escapes the crowd and then and she's patty boom guess who strikes <laughs> patty like a cobra literally um, and this man comes out of nowhere and, and suggests that they go to the beach. Um, and when they do, they're having this really cute moment. Um, and then it gets kind of cringe because you can tell that Patty just wants to like, Fuck. Yeah, yeah, he just wants to have sex and she's not really feeling it. Um, and so he throws her into the freezing cold ocean and she's yelling, no, Patty, stop, Patty. And it's like very clear she does not want this yeah and then kind of makes her feel bad for her reaction it was just so dumb when she's walking up the beach after getting out of the water mm-hmm. and he slaps her ass and he's like I, how could i not when it's just wiggling in front of me and i'm like oh, that line you, made me want to hate you know myself i was like no you did not just say that <sighs> yes yeah, very gross indeed and so then that happens and he, he strips her of her little mesh kind of thing and they begin to have sex. And then it cuts to just the streets, the bare streets of like the the Malia strip. Yeah. And you don't really see what happens. I did want to point out at this point, the use of color in this movie is astonishing. Insane. It's insane how good color is used in so many of the scenes but especially that night out after the crush because um tara is wearing this like kind of neon-y green bikini with a neon green little cover-up dress thing mm-hmm. and she has quite uh like tan skin and it, it looks it makes so, her almost look orange she's so unnaturally tanned <laughs> honestly like for like a yeah. british woman um like she does have kind of like a more olive complexion but and like sky has an also a green bikini on i think that day Mm -hmm. i just think it looks so like the contrast of their skin with the green looks so good to me like i think that use of color is so jarring to your eyes and like the way that it contrasts against normal colors looks so good i just love how they use color in this especially during all the party scenes where it's like blue lights pink lights like the flashing the way that things everything so quickly yeah, I just love. Um, yeah, so moving on to that morning, Tara's missing, nowhere to be found. Um, Emma's kind of eating pot noodles. She's like, "Oh, bring Tara out whenever you're ready," you know, like. And then they're like, "No, like, Tara's not here." And then Badger gets immediately concerned. So does Em. Yeah, Patty's snickering in the corner acting strange very weird and badger notices Mm -hmm. it's like why are you acting weird and there's sky who gets annoyed that everyone is 
caring about her friend who's I know. missing. She's like, it's, oh, this is classic Tara, like doing exactly what she's gonna like, do. She's like she's probably she, just out having a really great time, probably got dicked down somewhere. I'm like, girly pop, this is a foreign country. Your friend you know, is missing. And you know your friend isn't like that. Yeah. Like, like you know her, you should know her characteristics. And I feel like M was visibly worried. Cuts to Tara then post sex on the beach. Yes. But walking. you never see any of the sex. You don't still. see walking. Patty's like six feet in front of her, not walking with her. Let's Completely talk about the way her. he's walking. The way he's walking is so like big dog. I just, yeah, I just swagger. Got... And then you see Tara, she was walking behind him and then she stops. You know, when girls do that, it's like, how far will the guy walk ahead? Then realize like, I'm not I'm no longer like walking with you or walking behind you or whatever. She did that. And, and he walked all the way home. He walked all the <laughs> and she looked and there's this face that mia gave that i was just like oh she hates this man down she saw she noticed the way that he was walking didn't like it and was kind of like i'm i'm taking a break from the situation and she yep. sits down and that moment where i the sound design in, the, in that specific scene i loved because it was like obviously this really techno beat like you're on the molly strip babe it's going down hmm. and people are getting drunk and wasted and laughter everywhere whatever and then the music kind of like fades out into like her breath and it's like she's trying to gain control of it after yeah. what had just happened and how like she doesn't even know how, what she feels do you know what I mean and yeah. I think that was just really amazing and then she gets up and then goes into this random ass club, club. like alone yeah That's so scary as a 16 year old like I don't know what her previous experiences would have been but like that's scary to me like completely separated from your friends you don't know anyone at this club she just kind of starts dancing which is like what else are you gonna do i thought it was so telling of her character though because she was yeah. just like i don't care what had just happened to me i just want to continue having fun and putting that out of my mind and that's like something a 16 year old girl would do it's like yeah well, keep, i'm already keep pushing forward you know what i mean i'm already here might as well just start dancing and that's like the best way to just normalize i guess the situation like i'm still mm -hmm. on holiday and that's what i'm here to do i'm here to have fun and partying and go clubbing whatever so if she does that she you know starts dancing and then something happens which i was like oh yes this is very very true of, of girls of mm -hmm. women looking out for women there is an irish girl that comes up to her named fee and introduced herself and is like hi where are your mates like what's your name and she's like i'm tara and then she immediately brought her into her friend yeah. group was like hi everyone this is tara and they're like hi tara and they're also dancing with each other yeah as if they were like like lifelong friends and i thought that was so sweet so and sweet i lived for that i loved that friend group dynamic and how they just immediately welcomed her it's so sweet and it's it, yeah it's very telling of how people are and what they're like and yeah I think women though because that agreed ha yeah has happened to me many times where like I have looked lost and a woman will come up like are you okay mm -hmm. or like um for example like I was in New York recently with my friend Priya who you met yesterday um and we were <laughs> stuck on the subway station no way home we were like so confused on where to go and these two girls came up to us and they're like, are you guys looking for this? And we're like, yeah, we are. Are you guys looking? And they were also lost. So we kind of just stuck together until Aww. we found the train. And then we were on the train together and we were just having like this moment. And it was like so pure. Um, 
I forgot their names, but shout out to y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> they really saved us. Um, but yeah, just shit like that happens all the time between girls. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. And I'm so glad that Molly included that in because mm-hmm. there are girls who do look out for you. And yeah, just really special moment. Yeah, um, they're super lovely. And so Fee then does not leave her behind. She's like, we're going home. And I love that Fee's the mom of the group because then she starts counting out like how many people are with her. Yeah. Just so she has everyone. She has a herd, you know. And then so like always, they go back to the place. They go back to their um, wherever they're staying and they still continue to party until the sun comes up. Like the sun has been up. <laughs> they're like still drinking in part. I do the timelines i i needed like breakdowns of timelines like yeah. 6 a.m this is when 6 a.m is because they didn't know i had no clue when the sun was coming up and so they'd be like partying and partying and partying and then they go to sleep it's fully bright out yeah but they wake up later in the day i'm like what the fuck time it is like i do not know what time it is <laughs> yeah i i was confused for me i was more like astonished at their ability to keep going i would you know be what dead. i mean I genuinely I, and I, they're even their body started like they were starting to get bruises on their arms, on their yeah. legs. Like their body. I love that detail. Like noticing small bruises on their on their like thighs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so true. I just wake up with bruises <laughs> all the time. I'm like, where are you? Where is this from? I know. And they were going like what five days straight. Like, oh my god, it makes me kind of ill. <laughs> I'm like, how are you guys alive? I would actually be so broken. The alcohol's n- literally never left their system literally they like it, woke up dog of hair yeah <laughs> dog of <laughs> hair of dog yeah um but yeah so that happens and i i loved the score that played it's a 30 oh, second God. score um and that played during fee and and tara and her friends are all like playing in the pool and they're just having a great time the score is called tara 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 because they go tar 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 and they're like having fun with her and it's like this really cute moment and I loved it and it like I felt so happy for her because she in the past 24 hours has found peace and joy in a very small like mundane moment mm-hmm. um which I was just I was happy to see that happy to see her like genuinely smile I love that scene I think meeting new people on a vacation where you're not tied to your identity of who like the identity that you of with the people that you came with Mm -hmm. like she could just be completely herself and like present in that moment and it's so noticeably wonderful like her face is so telling of what she's feeling and it's you're right like it's so happy just like good vibes and these new people she's with made her feel so safe and welcomed and it's like Oh, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I know. And I, yeah, you played that clip of the sound, like the sound bite from that one section. Like I had yeah. not, I don't think I was paying enough attention during the scene, like to really listen to the score. But like when you played it separate from that, I was like, yeah, this totally makes sense for the, the scene. It's so it's like such a beautiful cl- snippet of music. Yeah, and I'm so. It's 30 seconds. It's yeah. <laughs> only 30 seconds. I'm literally devastated. I press play and it's over as soon as it put, starts. Put it on the loop. <laughs> put it on the loop, exactly. I'm going to make it a, a one-hour YouTube video, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's just 30, 30 seconds of that. Um, But yeah, beautiful, beautiful scene. And then 
Talk about that scene where she's walking down the strip. I This is my favorite shot in the whole movie. Um, the same shot from earlier that we see of the Molly strip kind of covered in garbage early in the morning. Littered with garbage. No one's around. Empty street. Ghost town, literally. Um, and you just see Tara walking back. She's wearing black slides. The same green bikini from earlier and the green uh, bikini cover that's like not covering her front. It's like a very deep V that ends up like around her belly button kind of. And she is so visibly hurt from what had happened the night before. I think she was kind of reeling with the decision that she made, the choices that were made by others around her, the idea of what she did. And she's like fidgeting with her elastics on her arms, like over and over again. She's fidgeting. You can kind of see her starting to cry. And she's like constantly pulling up uh, the little green cover up because it's slipping off her shoulder. She's just so noticeably uncomfortable in her own skin right now. Like she's Mm -hmm. nervous and twitchy and doesn't feel comfortable with where she is or what's around her. And it hurts so bad. And then it kind of stops. Well, like she's framed. It's just her in the frame kind of uh, like waist up. Mm-hmm. And she stops and she just starts crying. And she like wipes away her tears, patting, patting her face, wiping her tears away, like trying to look presentable, trying to pull herself back to like the fun Tara that her friends know her to be. And it just like breaks me. It breaks me every, the both times I've watched this film, I just cannot get over that scene and how emotionally devastated she looks and feels. Mm-hmm. It makes me so sad. <laughs> like, she's just not, and I felt that, like, I felt that deep uncomfortability in my own skin and, like, with what I've been doing and, like, having to constantly fidget and, like, move around to try and feel some kind of normalcy. And I just think she is brilliant. She's a brilliant actress. In that moment, Tara was psyching herself up to go back because now they're like her friend group and their friend group have intertwined. Yeah. Like it's now a thing that they're going to be spending time with each other. So I feel like she was kind of coming to terms with that. There's no way to like avoid him. Um, And also, again, coming back to herself and being like, okay, so something's happened to me and I've now just left people that I kind of felt happy with for a second there and I have to go back to this to to my friends and my reality um and that moment was so it was just so heartbreaking to see honestly and then also coming up the stairs before she enters her hotel she stops when she hears the voices of Badger and Patty because she's like yeah I can't get away from from him like no it she thought she was gonna go back to her place and was just gonna be her girls and where she could feel safe for just a second um and she doesn't and she's like oh shit and she's kind of like she takes a deep breath and then opens her and she's like guess he's back her friends are kind of like uh where were you she goes in the bathroom again safe again space. her literally her safe space um m comes in alone no sky and mm-hmm. she kind of explains that she had sex with patty and they slept together on the beach and m is like excited kind of like she's like wow okay like kind of testing the waters of like how she feels about it yeah and then when sky comes in and is like okay like where have you been like like what have i missed 
and like she starts just, telling this random story about like yeah. I'm a cool people and they're real absolute legends we just partied yeah. and <laughs> I was like girl she really did not want to tell Sky no. anything no and that's very noticeable because she realized that Sky only cares about who she hooks up with and all the like sexual aspects of her of her night yeah whereas Emma's like where were you are you okay what happened mm-hmm. um two very different questions Patty's still there. He does not acknowledge her or anything, but Badger does. Badger's like, you all right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Because of course he is. He's, oh, that's my man. I love him so much. Like, I have a few issues with him, but he's still my man. Yeah. Oh, my man. Anyway, so surprise, surprise. Well, not really. They're getting ready for another party Mm -hmm. because it never ends in Malia. The white party, right? Yeah, the white yeah. party. But before that, there is this scene that I absolutely love. One of the many scenes where I think music was used perfectly. Um, and I think you know the one we're talking about where it's um, three of them on the bed and they're just scrolling on the phone. And Ray's escapism is playing in the background. And I want to read out the lyrics that was said hold on and it's it's not even um like in the movie background it's like they're playing it on a speaker in the in the room yeah so it's literally just it's them listening to ray's escape which is so like i mean so teen british girl yeah the lyrics uh that was playing that you could hear clearly was um I don't want to feel how I did last night. I don't want to feel how I did last night. Doctor, doctor, anything, please. Doctor, doctor, have mercy on me. Take this pain away. You asking me my symptoms, doctor, I don't want to feel. And I think it's such genius placement because Emily asks, unknowingly, she doesn't know what went on, but she was like, are you going to sleep with Patty again? And of course, that night was like traumatizing for Tara. Mm-hmm. and she wants to forget and like keep her distance from patty so i feel like that was such a fitting song choice which chef's kiss from whoever did that amazing i love that little interjection and that's also when they're kind of going over the results for some test <laughs> i do not like <laughs> let me tell you something i do not understand the british schooling system <laughs> Like, I am, like, they have to do some test. I, I assumed it was her GCSEs, but I thought you did I that think so. when you are 18, like in grade 12. They said I got all A's, and I feel like you do get A's and B's and yeah. C's and GCSEs. I don't know what a GCSE is and what you need it for. I Well, so they're doing it when they're in 16, so that technically, like, 10th grade, kind of. Yes. And then they take some kind of test, it moves, and you, like move to a different school you move to like college college. Like college is like 17 18 so then you do college i guess for two years and then you move to uni university yeah i do not it's like <laughs> if we have any british listeners confirm yeah, confirm in the comments below let us know so we don't sound and look like idiots because i was lost um but with the test like they find out these results mm-hmm. and m does really well and Sky also does well, but not great, not as good as M. Mm-hmm. And Tara, uh, apparently, she never checks, but her mom texts her saying that she has to retake the test. Um, which is devastating. I like as someone who got all my validation from academia. Yeah, 
that would be devastating <laughs> knowing your two friends are moving on to something that you can't that you're not achieving yeah right now is like so heartbreaking it is. and it just like added further to her devastation later in the night <laughs> yeah bad vibes for her that evening all around actually yeah. it's after they go clubbing that they yeah. all want to do skinny dipping at the beach mm-hmm Guess what just happened at the beach? Mm-hmm. Like she does not want to relive. Not want to relive at all. But she doesn't tell Sky that. Sky doesn't know. But when someone says they don't want to do something, friend or not, leave you it. Kind of, you you leave it be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not Sky. That's not in her personality. She then, in front of everyone, is like, "Come skinny dipping with us. Don't be a freak." Taz. Taz is like, "Okay." And she starts walking away. Walks she's like, away. I'm, I'm done with this. Good for her. I would have I slapped know. a bitch. I, yeah, I'm literally throwing hands at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and then moment again that we love. Bare minimum, but it's okay. <laughs> Where uh, Sky was like, come Badger, look, let's go to the beach. And he's just like, no, nah, like I'd better walk Tara back. And her eyes, Sky's Old eyes team. are actually scary. Like, Lara Peak, you are a master mind. She has like perfected villainous eyes she does have very much villain eyes it's great i'm scared like she she can like make it seem that there's like nothing she feels no emotions she's just they can transition from like friendly eyes to joking eyes to scary i'm gonna fucking kill you eyes yeah in like two seconds with every passing minute i was just getting more and more triggered by sky genuinely she was such a bad friend like she simply cared didn't care at all about her friend's well-being no noticeably didn't want to didn't actually want to try and go look for her she was like this is just typical tara like let's move on as if tell a lie tell many lies actually (laughs) and so back to this scene where badger decides to walk tara home he's like you know rolling a joint or whatever she's getting changed he cracks this such it's a really bad joke i love this joke but it is so cute do you remember it yeah she was like would you rather be a baby goat or a matter baby and she's like what's the matter baby <laughs> she goes i don't know baby what's the matter with you <laughs> <laughs> and it gets her laughing like yeah. and i love that and, it, and it's a call back to when that first night that they met where they exchanged dad jokes while he was drunk on the toilet and i i love that scene so much so cute and that was kind of the start of their really beautiful friendship and then they just sit on the balcony and i love that moment it's so quiet so silent i was i love how they're just sitting there and they can just be being in each other's company and like that's enough and like i think badger notices her shift in like how she's feeling like he can definitely tell like something has shifted within her like Mm -hmm. she's still cracking jokes but like definitely something has changed yeah since the previous night and the way that their dynamic silently can shift as well is so powerful i think like that scene is amazing i love this how they're sitting next to each other like being there I think Badger's an emotionally intelligent person because he understands that Tara is not up for chat right now. And like, she just wants to be like quiet and and be in this moment. Um, And 
he senses that and kind of joins her in that and he's just smoking up a joint and that's it and like she's just like overlooking the pool view that she bravely asked for when they first came <laughs> um and i just love that moment because there's not many quiet moments in this in this movie yeah it's a and lot of loud electronic music yeah very chaotic but that's the one scene where i'm just like i like that he kind of respected her boundary of not wanting to, to talk and it was just a really cute moment tara falls asleep and he takes her to her room puts the cover on her and kind of just stares at her which i found really endearing mm-hmm. i think so he sweet. yeah they all come back right so they all still going still partying from this white party it's daylight yes it is fully in the ams now um and they burst into Tara's room. She's fully sleeping. They're like, wake up, wake up. Sky's like, oh, we missed you, but we brought you a present. Referring to Patty, who's mm-hmm. now in the room as well. And she's like, oh, guys, I'm so tired. Just, like, leave me alone. Patty, for some reason, helps himself into Tara's bed again. And you kind of know what's coming. And he's trying to get her to start, like start a conversation or whatever and she's like no patty like i'm tired I'm a, like i'm sl- i'm asleep literally i'm asleep he's like oh i just want to say hi and she's like hi, hi. <laughs> and, that, and that was it like she hasn't shown any like bot like body language to to tell him that she's ready to talk or whatever do anything with him interested at all whatsoever her back is turned towards him she's like trying to cover her face going to sleep um which she was rudely awoken from yeah so then take fades to black and then trigger warning sexual assault yes it cuts to tara's thighs and there's a hand prying her thighs open and she is now awake and patty's on her and it's but then patty starts to to pound into her and she is very not into it like this is very frightened sexual assault at this point fully sexual assault like he is raping her yes Um, and it's it's disgusting to see it's upsetting um and honestly guys like patty make me sick to my stomach genuinely because i in his mind i think it worked that like if someone said yes to you once then you always kind of have access to their body that consent is then like fortified forever yeah no it which is so not the case um and so yeah he he doesn't think it's a big deal that he's done this whereas she's like what the hell is happening and then everyone comes into this into the room sky and badger yeah yeah, and he quickly gets off of her and and then she says told you it would happen yeah like read the fucking room sky like told you it'd happen again like i know you'd like it like it's just asleep like best friends for life best holiday ever oh my god let's get to the okay let's so before it cuts to black m again like i said she is so drunk but she still makes it a point to tell to yell to tara like tara are you okay like i love you we'll be best friends forever right and it's just so sweet because even when she's drunk she remembers that she her and tara like their connection is so strong that she's like i need to make sure that she's okay and everything's fine with us before i can then knock out and sky's like barges in is like 
this is the best holiday ever so yeah. happy you got laid like just not good friend like just yeah. not a good friend uh, so this is the morning that they're now it's their last day Tara's now went onto the balcony sits on the chair and like she starts to tear up Badger's there with her yeah in the balcony in the morning he senses something is wrong definitely like she has shifted she like personally she has been changed yeah um by that experience and Patty comes out onto the balcony as well and like start tries starting a conversation with them and like Tara's not having it and Badger's not really saying anything either. <laughs> and Patty's like, nice chat, Slad. Or yeah. nice like some bullshit like nice talking to you, like good conversation, and then walks away. No, then, not before. Yeah. This was her on the head. Oh I forgot about that. Oh. No, yeah, he does kiss her on the head on the way out. Like like they have some kind of relationship, and then there's the the line that we already discussed last night but that badger pr- proceeds to say after ba- patty has left he's just a nightmare of a guy and so we need to pause right there yeah <laughs> because we need to pause right there because this tells me all that i need to know about men mm-hmm. and how their friendships are formed and how they keep their friends he knows Patty is not a good person. Yeah. He does not treat girls well. And, and most likely this has happened prior. 110%. Yeah. This is not his first rodeo. And so Badger then going, oh, he's just a nightmare of a guy. Okay, babe, you know that. So drop his ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure, drop his ass. I'm sure you could make a million and one more friends that are way better than him. But then he proceeds to then tell her this kind of story that humanizes patty in a way where it's like oh you know his mom and i've I've known him since we were little okay his mom and my mom were best friends yeah we grew up on the same street together why does she care why would tara care about any of that she wouldn't (laughs) no she cares that she's just been sexually assaulted and her life has changed forever she's been violated like like she's been changed mm-hmm. by such a quick experience like something that happened so fast in the literally like, in the blink of an eye yeah and then she's like completely changed and badger's knows badger can sense something has shifted mm-hmm. she's not the same person i know what's went wrong i know the perpetrator yeah like let me give you some context like, I don't want the context. I'm changed. I'm a different person now. Oh, and it's just like, even though throughout the entire movie, he was like this kind of knight in shining armor for her. Yeah. He let me down in that scene. Um, yeah. Just showing the typical nature of like men and how they will always kind of protect their abuser friends, even yeah. when they know better, um, which is so disappointing. But yeah, that's how they get away with it, is their friends never keep them accountable, and the same shit continues, and it's like this really disgusting just cycle, cycle of, yeah, cycle of violence, and it just never ends, because yeah. men will never stand Check up each for their other. friends. No. So that happens, and then they, are, their bags are packed, they're heading out, and then Paige is like, oh, we'll be here next, next year, year, same time, same place, whatever, 
And Sky's like, yeah, like, we'll definitely come back. We'll definitely be, be back, whatever. I'm like, first of all, I don't think in the next year, Tahara will still be friends with your ass. Second of all. Better not? No, better not. I feel like she isn't. That's yeah. my daughter. Like, I know her. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they are in the car to the airport. Again, M being the very observant, looks over and just sees that Tara's not, and she's not feeling like she usually is. She was very chatty yeah. um, when they first arrived. And the the contrast between those two car scenes is wild. And she realizes something is off. And so she just holds on to her hand and I think just like holds it there for the, the majority or the, the rest of the ride to the airport. Yeah. I love that silent air, the ride to the airport where like they don't really say anything and she's mm-hmm. not saying anything. And it's kind of like her, she's like adjusting her hood and trying to go to sleep and then kind of waking up and then like looking over. She's just like doesn't really know how to feel or where to look because she hasn't yeah. told them yet that like what has happened. So I feel like she's very like introspective in that moment. They get to the airport. Sky is crying more out of trying to pry more out of Tara um, about the sex and with Patty and how that whole thing went down and what happened the second night. Mm-hmm. She's being very elusive, not really saying anything, um, kind of reserved. Then she says. Sky says, was it better the second time? And Tara responds with, it wasn't really proper. And she kind of like throws that away. She's like, what do you mean it wasn't really proper? And then she kind of walks away right as M is coming up. And yeah, also well, she says she does, it doesn't really count. Yeah, it doesn't really count. It wasn't really proper. Yeah. Um, and they're both kind of questioning, like, what does that mean? Sky kind of walks away during that. Mm-hmm. And it's just the two of them left. And the shot is, like, in, they're, like, at a makeup counter, like, a duty-free store in an airport, yeah. like, near makeup. And, like, the camera's facing towards the makeup. So you see Mia McKenna's face in two separate mirrors. You see her, like, her eyes in one mirror and, like, her full face in the other mirror. Mm-hmm. And she's so expressive. We love her. Um, And she kind of explains, M's kind of, like, what do you mean, like, questioning her more, finally. And, um... She just says, oh, what's, what's her exact line? It's like, I was asleep. I think that's all she kind of says. She was like, yes. I was asleep. Um, So, like, it didn't really count. And Em's like, what do you mean? That's when you see Em, like, shifts. Like, in her entire personality changes. Like, yeah. she's like what do you mean what do you yeah. like this is now serious forget everything that we've been chatting about yeah like you were, she was like was it like that both times tara shakes her head like after a while kind of hesitantly so she knows it wasn't the both times but um tara immediately kind of like flips it around to be like i'm okay like it's fine i'm fine yeah it's she fine. said i'm fine twice yeah so, like oh, she was I'm like fine. trying to just like blow it off like it's nothing like it's yeah. fine and emma's like i love that line emma just goes it's not like it's not fine it's simply not fine and like as a girl like sometimes that's what you need like that's what you need in that situation just like validation that like what you're feeling is not insane you went through a traumatic event and it's not fine yeah and i just love that moment between the two of them then they find out that they're late for their plane their plane is already boarding and they're kind of just like starting to run towards the plane like that's what you get like that's all the exposition you get yeah can i take this over because i actually love 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 em's line in this okay so yeah their flight gets called 
they're like, oh my God, like that's shit. Like our plane is boarding now. They're running and then Tara just stops, right? And she's like, shit, now I have to go back to reality, face that I've failed my test, what GCSE, whatever. I have been through something horrible. I don't know how I'm going to tell my mom. Like, I, you could see like all these questions yeah. floating around her head. All this, like this immense worry. Sky's bolted. She's gone. <laughs> like that bitch is like she's on the plane. She's literally <laughs> probably on the plane in her seat. Okay. Whereas M, obviously, again notices Tara, looks back. Oh my god! Walks to her, grabs her hand, and says, "We got this." I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop right there. That line is so important to me. That is the one thing that genuinely stuck with me since I watched it in September. Mm-hmm. She didn't say, "Oh, like you're gonna be okay." She said, "We got this." Now that you've told me and shared this information with me, this is my burden to carry as well. Like I, yeah. this is this is an us thing. We're gonna go through this together. Yes, the unification I think in that moment was so important to not isolate her and her experience i found it so beautiful three simple words but i was genuinely brought to tear in that moment like i was i I think i was crying all three times i watched this movie like it does not fail to to make me tear up because it's so it's just so important and so like girls looking out for each other is such a it's such a special experience and so that line i really love and then you see tara shake off whatever it was now that M says that she you know has her back and it's like mm-hmm. we're coming home we're coming up and it, it just ends like that Fade to Black amazing Fred Against song <laughs> it's a round of applause to whoever chose that song as well the entire soundtrack was honestly so it's so good so like it's good. so perfectly curated for like the moments and I just felt so invested in like the music and how like what the next song was going to be yeah such a fan I really, really, really amazing, amazing film. We are such fans. The biggest fans of the film. Molly, if you want to come on the pod, we have an open seat ready for you. We would love to interview you, Molly Manning Walker. Um, we have so many questions. Yeah. I like, I really want to, I would love to know more about like the process and everything about this movie. Like I want like a BTS of it. I know. If this ever comes out on CD, I'm snatching it. I don't have a DVD player, but I will uh-huh. be buying um, that CD. Absolutely. When I, was, when I was looking at the characters earlier, apparently um, the guy who plays Patty and the guy who plays Badger, they were on a TV show together in the UK called Ladhood. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, Ladhood. Dang. Oh, wow. I actually might write that down. That seems yeah, like a get good it, get one. into that. Um, but you know what? As horrible as he was as a character, um, Samuel Bottomley, who plays Patty, great, great Good actor acting from him. Yes. Also very attractive. I don't know what to say. That uh, is my type to a T. <laughs> Especially when he was shirtless in the club, dancing with the sunglasses and the chain, hey, like hey, on hey. And the side bag, like, come on sorry 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 actually you know i will not apologize for my type it no is i it shouldn't is. yeah 
as you the do. badger uh, it's a collective That's yes my on badger <laughs> okay <laughs> minus the tattoos I well no I like when boys have tattoos but not the kids not the hot legends, legends. That's hot legends wild oh, he's so cute he is um anyway yeah <laughs> amazing movie I can't I need oh I need like four to six businesses to process yeah I can't believe there are people in this world that do not like this movie and I don't like those people <laughs> simply you just didn't you watched it with like two eyes closed like that's what happened. two eyes closed literally <laughs> because if you'd watched it with two eyes open you would you would it's know a, it's a masterpiece exactly it's-